0: Heyo, heyo, hello fish, heyo, 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 hey, Zum dee da rayo, wind, hello grass, hello tree, hello, zum HELLO da HELLO Heyo, sky! Heyo! Heyo, peace, heyo.
1: Welcome to the river! In <laughs> today's episode, I speak about the truth. And I become even more truthful on this podcast, thus making it more uh, of a really important tool for me during my walk. For you see, the more truthful something is, the more of myself I can reveal, and thus it becomes a really healing space for me. The invitation here as you move, walk, stroll, roll alongside me, is to be with your truth. What is the truth for you right now? What is the truth for you right now? Maybe you don't even want to listen to this podcast right now. (laughs) Honor that truth. And as I reference here in the podcast, sometimes the truth is just for you Other times the truth is meant for others, but I'm making that discernment and I'm learning. I'm learning about when it's valuable for others and when it's good just for me and for the world to witness. So I deleted a whole segment on grief here that I had recorded by the river, by the stream bed, but that was just meant for me and the world and the crows that we're circling above and that's fine too so the invitation to be with truth both with your loved ones with how you show up but mostly with yourself I'm on the road from Santa Fe to Madrid or Madrid. I've said Madrid a few times and people have kind of corrected me, which is annoying. I don't like being corrected on how I say a name and, 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 and what I figure I'm saying, it, you know, more correctly in Spanish. But, you know, so... This is going to be a tangential tangential episode where I just go on many tangents probably. (laughs) At least this opening part. For one, I still am hoping to see more Hispanic mestizo folk in the spaces and places that I'm moving. I imagine as I get more southwest that will happen, but... It still hasn't, it still is very white-dominated, which always brings me some some sadness and frustration because of my stories of whiteness connected to uh, individualism, connected to um, not sharing abundance, not sharing resources, um, yeah, which... It's also nice when those stories can melt and I never fully bake the cake. So uh, I want to tell you about my experience yesterday. I uh, used the site called warmshowers.org or .com and it's meant for people who are bike packers. Bike packing is where you put all your stuff in your bike You can have a little rig like mine where it attaches to the bike or you can just attach all these little panniers, front panniers and side panniers and uh, all these bags to different parts of your bike and people have toured across nations and countries and continents on their bike in the same way that people have moved by foot. So the site Warm Showers is a place for folks who are traditionally bikepackers to connect and find a place to take a warm shower during their, during their uh, trips. And oftentimes the warm shower is also, it's not just a shower, but it also can be a meal and many times can be uh, being hosted for that evening. Okay, I have to watch out as I walk. Especially on these neighborhood roads. Um, so, I, upon getting to the day before I got to Santa Fe, and so the thing with warm showers, like it is with many sites, like couch surfing, the same way, it's not going to be very popular in the rural areas, but once you get to the bigger cities and medium sized cities, then you'll probably have more success. and. Uh, so, before I got to Santa Fe, the day before, uh, as my battery was dying, I started c- copying and pasting some quick messages to, I think it was four people from Warm Showers. And um, the next day when the sun came out and I was able to charge my phone, uh, two folks had responded. One said yes, one said maybe. Later that day, the other two responded, or at least one of the other two responded and said, just no, I'm not able to host right now. So. It's always good to, you know, have a couple of, you know, up to three to four, I like to send messages three to four folks because oftentimes not everyone's available. Uh, And there's this one person named Juniper and he says, read the whole profile before you get here. And so I did. I read the whole profile and pretty fascinating story that he told me more about in person. His great grandpa uh, did a bike tour, a bike packing tour of Europe when uh let's see when he was young it was in 1907 and he went with his friend max i forget his great grandpa's name and he kept a journal with a bottle of ink and a and a writing utensil thing i don't know if it's it's not a feather i forget the name of it uh so he kept a journal and documentation of it um the friend Max ended up publishing a book called like How to Travel on 50 Cents or something like that. Uh, and they pretty much ate like rye bread because you know, this is before the privileges that I experienced where there's gas stations and there's food and so they would just go to barns and they would ask folks if they could sleep in the barns and then most often the food that they were able to share was, was the rye bread since it was it a was thing that could be stored throughout the winter. Uh, So he told me that story and and, uh, Juniper said, I'm going to recreate my grandpa's, uh, I'm gonna recreate the path that he took. And it's actually kind of easier than I thought to do so because he left, he he kept a really good journal. And in the journal, every single, uh, every single day he wrote in it and he shared, very exactly where the route, what the route was that, that they were taking. So Juniper showed me his computer. He down, he scanned all the pages of the journal. He downloaded, uh, you know, all the pages. All right, I'm just getting a little distracted because I have to cross this road. But I hope someone will stop here. We'll find out if someone stops and if they don't. No, they didn't. That's okay. People got places to be too. Ooh, there's a bridge. I like bridges. I'm gonna go cross that bridge. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, So he's going to recreate his great grandfather's path next year. It's gonna take about six months. It goes through most of Europe. And uh, like France, Switzerland, London, uh, some other places too. So he showed me the route and Juniper is very, very, uh, very fascinating. He, He had so many skills that I just, I got brief little, you know, TED Talks of. He makes his own apple apple cider, hard apple cider from the trees. He spent a lot of his summer uh, drying apples and apricots and grapes, which he mixes into his oatmeal every day, dried tomatoes. He's a ceramic, ceramicist, <laughs> so he's a ceramic artist. And um, so he makes these beautiful ceramics uh, he's got a room full of, uh, it's basically like a mini REI store and in it he has labeled all of the different things so that he can quickly and easily grab the stuff that he needs for his journeys on any given day. He goes on long walks, he goes on long runs, he um, definitely does these long bike packing. Uh, since his gran- grandpa, great grandpa, started that trip by kind of sneaking onto a shipping container, Juniper is gonna do the same thing. Not sneaking on, but he's going to, apparently these giant shipping containers, they let a couple passengers on. And so that's how he's gonna start his trip. So he's really, uh, he's really gonna be into the same, uh, really honoring his great grandfather's movement, which I love, I love, I love, I love. So Juniper had great questions for me. He's got a great name, of course. Um, what else can I share? I slept in his outdoor bed, which is a bed with a metal rail on the top and a really nice tarp over it. So if it rains or snows, you you can be comforted and, and protected in it. And I got hot in the night, so I had to open up the tarp just to release and let some air in. Uh, he's definitely a permaculturist and a biologist and um, So just a fascinating person and and the reason I think I'm bringing him up as much as I am is because I really felt him sharing the abundance. It's one of the permaculture ethics of fair share which is really about like if you have more than what you need then share and circulate those gifts. And I really saw him practicing that. He gave me three pairs of socks, four pairs of socks. He gave me an external battery charger. He gave me a bunch of snacks to eat on. And then of course the abundance, I took a really nice warm shower that was needed. And um, he also showed me on the internet some of the different apps that I can get to download uh, New Mexico maps so that I can have them offline from now on. Um, so it was really good stop. I really appreciate the uh, the warm showers, that was the first successful stay that I've had thus far. Prior to that, uh, I've had some requests, but I haven't I haven't been successful in receiving a yes from anyone. Um, so I plan to use it again and I'll even be back in, to Santa Fe in a few days, so I hope to to reconnect with Juniper. I, I'm just left you know, I'm left with this sense of like, wow, I, I am like so fascinated by people and he has so much knowledge that I feel like, I feel like that's one of the, the true pleasures of this walk is day each day I get to stay pretty much either with someone new, a lot of times on my own, but Most times each day I'm at least interacting with one interesting person. And if there's no one, then that interesting person's me most likely. (laughs) Um, And I really like what I'm getting to learn about people. And it's kind of like a nice, it's it's not a, it's like a master's degree. It's not a deep dive into anything, but it's just a little taste of a lot of different things. and for that I'm very, very grateful. Uh, this walk is, seems to be like the best form of of education that I could receive at this time and of really expanding what the realm of possibilities and seeing how people live and where people live. And so wanted to share that. Much love.
0: Juniper. Jun- uh
1: Let's talk a little bit about revealing. The art of revealing, the practice of revealing. I generally have considered myself to be someone who reveals. I reveal my present moment experience. I reveal stories that uh, not everyone has, uh, has that ability to share and I think I've gained this skill as a result of direct feedback, I I practice revealing something and then I see how does it land. And so I've also had to calibrate my revealing system. I now know that it's not always in my and the interest of the social well-being to reveal everything. And so even on this podcast, I've had to make some decisions about what do I reveal and what don't I reveal. And I don't have a great sense of, I have a decent sense of who my audience is, but I don't have a perfect sense of like who's listening to it. And and for me, my reveals change depending on who is receiving them, um, and I choose that because I intentionally want to be cultivating relationship with someone or not, or. I want to cultivate a certain style of communication with someone or maybe not. So for instance, staying with Juniper last night, there wasn't a a great need to reveal some of my deeper vulnerabilities because we had so much to talk about at the level of um, kind of the detailed level of like, oh yeah, what's your walk about? And tell me about your stories. There was plenty of other Stories that we could share that we didn't need to necessarily share around uh, withholds. Like uh, I did once, I said, you know, oh, I, I get a sense that you're a really good host, or I feel really, uh, I feel really safe in your presence right now. Like I, I dropped those, but the level of kind of authentic relating that I choose with other people and and this these formats like circling and um, some of the ways that I show up in intimate relationship, I didn't really choose those ways. Um, and I probably won't choose them too much here with you all, uh, unless it comes naturally. And so I, I want to lean into it a little bit today. Uh, there's a story that I want to reveal, and I I think one of the ways I can reveal it is if I keep it de-identified. Um, but, I, but I really want to be someone who tells the truth, and I'm very uh, you know i 'm very sick of anyone <laughs> I, I I struggle to be in anyone 's presence who I feel like isn 't really speaking their truths, and yet I do it all the time i I, I conceal i don 't reveal i I really gauge uh, and try and notice my environment before I do some of that and so I, I appreciate some of those safety mechanisms in place and this walk is about shedding some of those layers and getting even better at revealing my truth, especially with strangers, especially with strangers. So I was really proud of myself yesterday because the uh, Juniper asked me, hey, do you want to meet me at this? He, he had went rock climbing while I went and got, I got new shoes, y'all. Oh, I was using these five fingers, as you know, and I was using these hiking boots and the boots, they add these like, they add like 10 millimeters to the heel or maybe even more. And after a while, it was creating a lot of heel pain for me. So I knew I needed new shoes. I wanted something that's flat, that mimics the barefoot nature, which is sometimes how I walk on some of these gravel roads as well. Um, generally, one of those truths I, I said on the first episode of the podcast, I think that I would walk as much as I could barefoot. That hasn't been the case uh, Today, I could walk barefoot, but actually, when I'm just walking on pavements, it it makes sense to have some cushion as it really supports some of the other joints. So uh, that feels good to reveal that truth. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and as I've been staying with people on this trip, I haven't always been revealing little simple truths like that. So after Juniper went to the rock climbing gym, he said, hey, do you want to meet at Valentina's? And I had just eaten because I was waiting for him and I thought I could wait, but I was so hungry. So I went to a food co-op and I ate some of their food. And when he asked if I wanted to go to Valentina's, I said yes. And then as I sat there at the restaurant waiting for him, I was like, shit, I didn't want to be here. I'm not even hungry. So when he came in, I revealed my truth, which, oh, even that small reveal shifted so much within me, and and those are the those are the moments that really matter the most to me. Like being able to share, like I'm not hungry actually, and uh, or I changed my mind, and so I told him that, and he said, "Oh, I'm not actually hungry either." So I'm like, "Great, let's go." So we left. I left a two dollar tip just for the water because I like leaving tips still, um, and we went back to his house and we were able to have a much better connection and and conversation as a result of having uh, a different atmosphere to do that in. Uh, And we were able to use his computer and check out uh, some of those websites, those map sites that are gonna help me down the road. And it resulted from that moment of speaking the truth. So yay for truth telling and Yay for continuing that practice. I did it twice with Juniper. I did it many times, but I'm noticing that skill is growing within me. I let him know. He's like, you can sleep inside or outside. I said, you know, I want to sleep. You have a cat. And even though he doesn't go into that room, I had a really bad experience with a cat. You know, and, and the previous version of me might have been like, yeah, oh yeah, it's okay. And and I really was so glad that I spoke up for the part of me that wants to have a good sleep and doesn't want to experience the allergens of a cat. And, and so those little moments, y'all, of truth telling, like that's where it starts. And that's how you, that's how I build build up this muscle. And and as I do that, I ha- I refine my ability to speak the truth when it also has bigger kind of consequences to it as well. So I'm gonna keep practicing this skill and probably on this episode, you're gonna hear a little bit more. I got babies. We got babies. We got babies. Ah! You got leggings. You got leggings. Oh, let me take that. We got leggings. Oh, I got to bat. that. I got a bat. Oh, let me bat. We got a I got a I got babies. what about that? She got babies. what about that? He got babies. Ha, what about that? Who got over? Who got over? Who got back? Who got He got babies. She got ladies. She got ladies. We got ladies. She got babies. She got ladies. what about that? We got ladies. Oh, what about that? got ladies. Oh, what about that? She got babies, ooh, she got babies, she got baby, I got babies, ooh, what about that? She got babies, ooh, what about that? I got ladies, ooh, what about that? I got ladies, ooh, she got leggings, I got leggings, I got leggings, ooh, what about that. She got babies, ooh, what about that? I got <laughs> uh, So one way in the past that I've practiced just the simple uh the simple practice of telling the truth, of speaking what's here now and um, not kind of withholding information is through sentence stems. And I do this on my own. So I'm gonna do it on my own to, to show it to you. I've also done it in pairs. I've done it with my friends, Drew and Maria and Theo, and, and they have even, Theo and I once held a, a truth-telling uh, workshop, or, or uh, not even a workshop, it was a ritual. It was a new moon or full moon ritual where each person in our eight person group had about 10 minutes to, to be witnessed in their truth, however that looked like for them. This is over Zoom and so not ideal, but, and so, you know, for me it looked like movements and gibberish and uh, a little bit of dancing and, and asking for like folks to put their hands on their heart or something like that. And for Theo, it looked more like silence and speaking. And for someone else, it was very somatic. Um, and so one of the games I think we did to warm up that session was to use a sentence stem that we said is, uh, the truth for me right now is, the truth for me right now, I've also played this game with with Bij, my little brother. And, okay, that's a nice road. So I'm gonna practice that game right now, hello. The truth for me right now is I'm nervous to speak when I see other people walking, like I'm more nervous to share my truth. The truth for me right now is that it makes me want to be more quiet and like less heard. The truth for me right now is I'm looking at the Santa Fe River and thinking about how down the road I might be sleeping inside of it and noticing that it's it's a dried kind of creek creek bed. Hi. Hello. The truth for me right now is that I don't really want to interact. Mm. Mm. Good morning. The truth for me right now is that I feel the best when the people I interact with have some color in their skin. The truth for me right now is that I've noticed that the bridge is crossing me back to the other side of the river. And I'm like, damn it, that's not the side that I want to be on. (sighs) The truth for me right now is that I'm thinking about, uh, I'm thinking about this person that I'm walking to today. And so that's the story that I want to go into. Hello, good morning. dated someone and it was a very short like dating I don't even know if we would call it dating but we it was definitely an exploration and I had a lot of curiosity about this person and so as I tend to I, I like really kind of fell for this person I really was like so into them and they taught me about kink and BDSM we didn't get to practice we never were sexually active maybe we maybe we made out once in my bed uh, but that was about it and I don't remember uh, exactly why we didn't well I do I I remember that um, one of the reasons we stopped kind of seeing each other was that I think she felt that I was being really influenced by the opinions of my mom and my brother especially my mom maybe And, and because I was still living with my mom and I don't think she felt that I had fully differentiated myself from from their opinions, and that I was kind of bringing in some of their thoughts and opinions into our relationship and into the way that I would kind of view view her. And um, while that was happening, I, I don't think I think that what was really happening was that I had some like, while I find this person to be, like, pretty darn, pretty darn attractive and pretty darn cute and and definitely sexually arousing, um, in the realm of, uh, like, the kind of emotional and, uh, relational field when it came to, like, more the ways we were talking, I, I felt like her nervous system was more kind of charged than mine, and thus, uh, I, I kind of felt like I was bringing in more of like a calm sense all the time and uh, trying to respond. I don't know if that's the right word to respond. But anyways, I and, and I never shared that with her. So now that I'm sharing it on the podcast, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't feel that good that I didn't get a chance to share this with her or that I didn't choose to share this with her. And instead, what I think I did is I like, because I was scared of sharing something like that, of like telling someone that like, their um the speed at which they talk or like the the way that i perceive their energy was like more more than i felt like i was able to interact with sometimes and it made it made parts of me maybe shut down and and i really wish i would share would have shared that um but i didn't as 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 we often do and as i often do is i i like chose to withhold it and tried to like let that message come through in a different way and the way that I think she had perceived that message was via like me not taking and holding strong enough opinions which is true because if I never am sharing about the things that I do have strong opinions about then it just seems like that I'm kind of more uh, uh, susceptible to being influenced by others which also you know it's one of my Definitely, I am, and it's part of how I like to be i like to be I like to be shaped, I like to be like water, like I like to fill the container if it's a bottle, I fill the bottle if it's a cup, I fill the cup if it's a if it's a bowl, like I take shape of that which holds me It's probably some of this kind of Pisces energy so uh i never we never really uh communicated after you know maybe we saw each other four times and Uh, I even visited them at their workplace, which I think was non-consensual, like I definitely didn't ask for permission until I was there, and then when I was there, then I asked, but I kind of like, because I wanted to walk there, and I I brought this like, my own type of excited energy. Um, So I'm guessing that we both have withholds for each other around like, how we land to each other and parts of each other that we like and parts of each other we don't like. And I would really love uh, on this, and maybe that's why I'm speaking this out now. Uh, regardless, if I publish this, I really want to be in this practice of truth-telling when I'm with this person. Um, and and yet, I find that it's gonna like I'm nervous that it's gonna be a little bit hard because since we haven't seen each other for you know about two years since pre-COVID, and barely have communicated via text. Like maybe we've sent. Ten texts, and, and most of those have been logistical around this this actual trip. Um, so, I, I hope that I can find and be really skillful in the ways that I approach some of these points, and maybe not. Like maybe it's not needed. Maybe maybe we're just like gonna be one night lovers because that's where our needs are at this time, and we don't actually need to go into some of that other stuff because we know that I won't stay, at max I'll stay two nights and I probably might just stay the one night and, and leave tomorrow. Um, so I'm really curious about what happens and I certainly uh, will keep will keep y'all posted if, if I choose to kind of reveal this story, if I feel like it will serve in, in getting you all to know me better and... And having this podcast be something that's more truthful, then I definitely, I definitely want to share this story. But right now, it feels good just to have revealed the things that I have revealed, and I will continue to integrate on this walk. It's a, it's a twenty-six mile walk today. I'm leaving, I'm leaving from uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. So it's going to be really beautiful and. Um, at 6 p.m. she'll probably pick me up if I haven't made it to, to, their, to her town. Okay, bye-bye. What about that? 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 What about, that? What, about, that? What, about what about, what about that? What about that? What about that? What about what about? What about that? 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 Well, as y'all know, I decided to keep the whole story, some of the truth telling stuff that I didn't include was some of the grief work that just to give you a little high level uh, summary had to do with me being around people that knew a lot of skills and I felt I felt like I was lacking skills and that the only thing I knew how to do was to walk and so I released oh such a good cry by the river there were crows flying up above about 40 to 50 at times, and so I didn't include that, but I wanted to include the rest of the story. (laughs) So all of the songs today have been, were from that 26 mile walk, which it was a really challenging one. It was a much busier road than I thought. Uh, And there was a prison on the left side, and that's always tough for me to see. And then there was extreme wind at one point, so I was really pushing up against the wind. Uh, But really, really beautiful scenes. Nice uh, Sandia Mountains on my right and Ortiz Mountains on my left and another peak behind me, so I I had mountains on all sides. But the story goes (laughs) that as I'm about two or three miles from, from the town, where where this friend was going to pick me up I hear someone go Navid and they they had just pulled over <laughs> in their white jeep and I look over and I see uh, I'm going to call them S, I see S and S is my friend's uh well I thought it was my friend's ex-partner because when we were kind of doing our little fling, non-dating but exploratory fling, that was, I, my understanding was that they were exes. Maybe I didn't have complete information. I think uh, what I found out on the trip is that they were actually on a on a little break, like a two or three month break. Uh, and they've been partners for six years now. <laughs> Days after I left, they celebrated their sixth year anniversary so (laughs) I was like when I when I saw this person I saw him I saw S I was kind of laughing in my head like oh my gosh this thing that I had been like thinking about a bunch it's like it's totally moot like there's so much new information here and so S picked me up we put my stuff into his car and had a wonderful time with him. We went to eat something. And the next day uh, we played hand pan or actually it's called a tongue drum. And he's a really talented musician. I really like his presence. Uh, So the episode's gonna close with some of S's music. And uh, in terms of the story, yeah, I never had a chance to reveal things to my friend uh, because it just wasn 't the right context i had there was a lot of missing information instead, we had really nice conversations and traded some nice gifts and and hugs and uh, Their dad made an excellent meal for us and so it was a very wholesome wholesome trip uh, There was an opportunity I remember when I was in her car there was an opportunity that I was going to share like reveal everything and then I realized like no that's not needed here and it comes back to the beginning the opening of this podcast around when shall we reveal the truth and when is it okay just to be with the truth on our own and by not revealing this truth to this person I think it opened up space for me to reveal other truths to myself the next day hence the uh, deep release at the dried creek bed which is also where this music happened enjoy much love please be with your truth today however it shows up (laughs) Ha (laughs)
0: Ha ha ha